Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. All right, uh, the rock and roll entertainment type news is relatively slim the past couple of days. There were some things yesterday, uh, but who knows. Uh, I don't understand why Queen doesn't just call it a day. I suppose it's the same answer for Aerosmith, for anybody that's in their mid-late 70s who still wants to do this. It's because it's, the, it's their job. It's all they've ever done. The Eagles are touring the world again. Why? Um, they can sit home or go by their own island and live there and chill. No, they prefer to be on the road someplace, and they're most comfortable out there, and that's what they keep doing. Queen could have retired, I guess, 30 years ago. Yeah. But they have yeah. been through iteration after iteration with Paul Rogers for two tours, and a record, and Adam Lambert. That one was a strange one, but I guess it seemed to work because they're going to do it again. He was the dude, I guess he's a dude, that um, won on American Idol, and he um, was glam and makeup-y and very queen-ish, and uh, I guess he fit. And they like him, and they're going to tour again. And Sid has the story. Yeah, they are bringing their Rhapsody tour back to North America for their first shows since uh, 2019, here anyway. Um, kicks off October in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, according to Brian May, it has a lot of new bells and lots of new whistles. We've evolved like as perf- we, I, I think new music. He says we've evolved as performers. We've stepped up our <laughs> game. Better chemistry than ever. Uh, we feel You're 100 more years old. You better free have in, the, in, in the way that we interpret stuff. And there's lots of new production and stuff we want to excite you with, he says. Um, so they're doing, I guess, some 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 deep cuts. I don't I've never I never saw Queen, so I don't know if they ever played Tear It Up or A King of Magic. Um, I don't even know those songs. Uh he says always Adam Lambert says always like doing Dragon Attack as a deep mm. cut. Do you know that? Oh yeah, that's a cool song. song. Okay. That's a bass heavy song. It's great. In, oh cool. If that's what they're talking about. That that sounds pretty cool, especially for you know, big Queen fans. If they're talking about new music, I don't think that's why anyone goes to any Queen concert anymore. No, no. Yeah, no, no, I no. I think maybe they're not. It seemed like one of the stories that I had alluded to that, but I'm thinking they're t- just talking deep cuts and stuff they haven't played or don't play or they've reworked things maybe a little bit. Uh, Roger Taylor says it's a it's a different show in a way while retaining all the big hits but, that so many people want to hear. But so they're throwing in this 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 deep stuff. So that's if you're a Queen fan, I don't see I don't think I have the dates listed here, but uh, they're going out. Yeah, they're going out on the road with Adam Lambert. He's got he I remember yeah. I guess I watched that show maybe when he was on. I mean, he's got a great voice. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's perfect pretty good. for the part. So yeah, I uh, I. I I, I still, though, um, as long as I've been doing this and as many concerts as I've been to, it's always a letdown to go and have a band play a bunch of new stuff that you just don't want to hear. And I, um, they got to work it out some way, I guess. Uh, but I think that, that most of the smart bands learned, learned a long time ago that you oh, better yeah, arrange sure, yeah. a set to where you're going to play play a hit at least every third song. But if somebody has out a new album, 
they're going to play those songs. Yeah. And it's just the way it is. Yeah, it's their show. It. Yeah. But you paid to hear the hits, not their new record. Uh, yeah, but and you it know better what? be really damn show. good. <laughs> yeah. Here, here are wonder, the dates. Oh, it doesn't matter. Is there well, one here? It, well, no. Nashville, who, October 25th. Yeah. Oh, fuck Nashville. Um, <laughs> uh, I wonder uh, among the Queen fans out there, and Wesley will uh, go along with this, I wonder how many out of 50 or 100 Queen fans that are Queen fans from the past 30 years know that two of their albums were named after Mark's Brothers movies. Oh, that's a good question. But oh, see, that's, wow. If that's the kind of thing, though, that they might... A, a younger fan might get the album and, I don't know, go into Wikipedia to, to look up something about it or go into the Spotify description about the album or something like that and learn Maybe. that it was named after a Marx Brothers movie. And some people from that go that far might go a little bit further and want to see what this movie was all about and why did Queen name an album after it. Still some of the most uh, incredible ensemble smart comedy ever and it's from the 40s and uh, mm -hmm. maybe before that a night at the opera and a day at the races were I both knew that marks brothers movies yes hmm. that's why we 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 pay you to listen to this so you can learn stuff that's right all right dog talk is uh, common on this program we all have many and uh and love them and enjoy them very much when one part of that's because they can't talk and ask for money uh, that's why we like them. <laughs> and they don't have their own phones. That's another bonus. But what if dogs could tweet, Wes? Well, you'd get a slideshow like this one that you're about to hear about. Thoughts, Thoughts of Dog is the name of it. The first one on this list is the tweet from the dog saying, They are making a new sidewalk in our neighborhood. And today, all work the workers waved me over, and I got to put my little paw in the wet cement. They said it would be there forever, and many years from now, someone would wonder who that good dog was. Uh, that's that's I'm, I'm stopping yeah. where there's periods, because you know, he, he knows where he can that, get that one. He has really good claws, I'm thinking. Yeah, I guess. And he hit the <laughs> caps lock on this one to say, The human just grabbed their keys and my leash. They are putting on their outdoor feet. I do believe it is adventure time. <laughs> outdoor feet. That's hilarious. It's got to confuse dogs, you know. Right. They're changing but they their know. feet. They know when your shoes are going on. If you're in the den they near the door. They know when one of you is leaving, too, because they start oh, to yeah. pace and get really nervous. Yeah. Yep. This one from the Thoughts of Dog. Just a heads up. I will be running around the house as fast as possible for the next 15 seconds. I will have no regard for furniture or any individuals in my way. When That's I am done, fine. do not ask me why I have done this because I do not know. <laughs> Thoughts of so dog mind. on the tweet machine. <laughs> if you leave the room I'm in, I will always follow you to the next one. Whatever this adventure is, you don't have to do it alone. Totally. It's, Almost yeah, it's, annoyingly it's, totally. It, Oh, uh, the 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 yelling downstairs in our kitchen every day. Go over there and sit down before I kick the sh living shit out. <laughs> oh yeah. Get up. Get go. Sit down. Mine is constantly out, 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 out. I can feel this get wet nose in me. my ass about half the time that I'm downstairs. <laughs> get off of me! God damn. <laughs> 
They, you are go, part of the go, pack. They get, want to be Get away from me. Jesus, my butt's clean. Leave me alone. Just making sure. Smelling what you had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's a nice thought. Are we on yet? Yeah, we sure are. Thoughts of dog is what we're doing. And this one is, it appears you have loaded the dishwasher without me. Do you not need my services anymore? Did you lick the plates yourself? This is a disaster. I hate that. Uh, do y'all ever notice, do, do any of your beasts and my little girl, Allie, weighs almost 100 pounds, mm. little girl my ass. She's gorgeous and classy. Uh, she has a fascination with white paper towels and white tissue do, use? You, do either uh if they're in my hand if it's a napkin mm-hmm. heading for the trash she wants it and she'll pull it out of my hand oh, well, sure. and try and oh, eat gosh. it sure because it has like but food only that. on it and and uh the, but the fo- she yeah. doesn't beg for food much no. the other two do but she does she wants that napkin well she's with, smart with she wants the food in it my disgusting dog once used um, Q-tips that that have earwax on them, or a a snotted-in Kleenex out of the wastebasket nice. from the bathroom. She, she just likes white, Idiot. clothy stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, more thoughts of dogs on the tweet machine. A neighborhood dog just barked in the distance, and I barked back. They are taking roll call, and I am present. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The That's human is upset that a piece of my hair was in their food. That is called a garnish. There is no need to make a scene. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, says Thoughts of Dog, when I am bored, I will stare at nothing and try to convince the human that there is a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one where the dog's claw hit on the all caps lock button. The garage door is opening. The human is home early. The weekend has begun. And my feet are a happy tippy tapping. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Like it. Like it. And this one is a little sadder, I guess. The uh, thoughts of dog here is the human has to work again this week, but that's okay. I can keep myself busy. There is a skittle under the fridge that needs constant <laughs> surveillance. Oh, God. <laughs> that is challenging. And then this, yeah. this last one is a, a short series of them here. Thoughts of dog on the tweet machine. I found several eggs on my walk this morning. Has anyone seen a chicken? I would like to return them. <laughs> Follow up to that. Okay, it turns out they belong to a bunny. I thought I knew how things work, but I oh. guess not. <laughs> the last and follow-up for this in all caps, and they're filled with chocolate. I could have died. It is a bunny <laughs> assassin. What kind of day is this? I could a bunny assassin. <laughs> all right. So if, if dogs could tweet, these are the kinds of things that you might hear from them. And they sound uh, remarkably accurate, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's great. Yep. Great, great, great. Take care of your puppies. Love them and adopt one, okay? We haven't heard any sounds of panic from the shelter for a long time, have we? No, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's yeah. really good. Yeah, take care of them. Get them spayed and neutered. It's spring, and you know what animals do in the spring. They like to breed. So, for goodness sake, there's enough, there's enough out there. So we don't need any more feral cats, dogs, or people. So stop breeding. 
Thank you. Especially people. This is, this is direct digital. Yeah, people go away. Many of us use Amazon Prime and order gifts, order things for ourselves. I don't, there haven't, there's been very few occasions over the years where I've had to return anything. Now, my wife has gotten some clothes that she can return at Kohl's. That's pretty, pretty convenient. Yeah. But some people take advantage of this. And I don't know what the circumstance is, but Amazon is getting tired of it. What is the gist of this story, Sid? Well, they're now warning people about frequently returned items sold. They've, they have introduced this badge that, I guess, appears on in the list of stuff that you're looking at or looking for or, look, or interested in buying uh, with the words frequent, frequently returned item. So it urges shoppers to check the product details and customer oh, reviews okay. on items that have significantly higher return rates in their product category, um, huh. which I guess is helpful, but isn't that going to you know, kind of anger some people who are trying to sell these things? And it doesn't say like what kinds of things, but they're, they're just trying to help. They're, they're showing return rate information on some product detail pages to help their customers make more informed purchase decisions. They evaluate return rates separately, but they apply the same methodology to, to figure out which products to flag, whether they're sold by the retailer or third-party vendors, according to Do the company. Do they mention so, what the items are? Because I wonder if it's stuff like um, these pills, you'll lose about 40 pounds in three days. That kind of garbage. Yeah, it does not mention, it doesn't mention what items they are. No. Uh, um, I bet you it's that kind of stuff. Otherwise, why would you keep buying it? I, uh, I don't. That seems weird. But yeah, I don't know. If, if it's if it's the same product over and over again, they should pull it off or something. Yeah, I wish. It, well, I guess they don't. I guess they can't put a list of what type of stuff it is. But some their current return policy lets you return stuff within thirty days of delivery, usually for free, unless it's considered unreturnable items deemed non-returnable is it un or non because this story says both includes like certain electronic devices more than 30 days after delivery or customized products or grocery items mm. but yeah this does not say I'm, I'm anxious to just go and pretend like i'm shopping on amazon for something today and see what what it looks like and see what types of things this badge frequently returned items is on i, I don't know so the badge is on it so if it's on there maybe you shouldn't buy it well, or you, maybe you just need to look really closely to make sure you're getting the right thing of it. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I will say this. I'm about recently, to get firebombed by FedEx, I think. <laughs> recently, and I don't know if it was just some, I don't know who the error was, by whom the error was made. But anyway, I ordered some curtains. I know that I click the right thing. I always triple check. I know that, you know, you zoom in to make sure you are ordering what you want, whether it's clothing or curtains or whatever. Is there a pattern on it? No, I wanted plain, like linen curtains or fake linen. What I got was, number one, they were white, not cream. Number two, they weren't linen. Number three, they had some pattern on them. I wanted plain ones. They're completely wrong. So obviously I returned them. Um, but... I don't know if it's just people making mistakes and so stuff is frequently returned or if it's l bad quality. Uh, yeah, I wish I, I want to now I'm going to go investigate because they were way wrong yeah, and I, hideous. Yeah. I always hesitate <laughs> I to buy anything 
anything like you know clothing for somebody else or for myself oh, um, gosh, and no. shoes yeah. because some of these shoes have european sizes and you make a mistake by buying the wrong width and stuff like that but you know clothing and anything made of cloth i i, I just, i'm kind of hesitant to ever do that but maybe you should be careful uh, one other thing you had about the museum of what's it called? Failed stuff <laughs> at the museum of funny. failure. This is hilarious. Well, it started out in Sweden. It debuted in Sweden in 2017. It's actually a mobile museum, but still, uh, so now it's in New York. It's like a pop-up it, this clinical psychologist came up with it. And so it's going to be in New York for a couple of months and you got to think though how many products have been put out and you know that were real and then failed and it's crazy this i've never heard of this detergent but some detergent that came out in 1994 uh, called persil power detergent p-e-r-s-i-l actually destroyed clothing <laughs> <laughs> it destroyed that, clothing that, it didn't clean that's it. Bad. it was it's failed testing yeah. apparently at some point in our lives bic pens were created big big for her my favorite oh, type of the ballpoint pen it's is a big. i don't pen. know i know but so they were there they came in like two packs i guess one was pink and one was purple oh, uh, anyway ridiculous. that was a big fail um <laughs> designed to fit comfortably in a woman's hand what i tell you what the anyway. best pen is right now what the the uh, sharpie roller it's not a sharpie but it's a real fine point pen and it writes real smooth and real fluid, and it's and it's really great. And I bought two. And oh, I think my bag. husband likes those. They're it, really but, good. But if you smooth. if you uh, put, if you write something and then do your hand across it, does it smudge? Does it smear? No. no. So it's not like a. Uh, see, I just like regular ink. He likes the ones that with the thicker ink. That when I use them, it freaking smears because it lets out too much ink at once. I hate them. Well, then, then don't put your hands on it, dumbass. Look, when I'm writing and I'm taking notes and then I go, go to the next line, my hand might touch the freaking line before that. Well, then just don't be a spaz. <sighs> okay. So this is your problem. Come also, on. as we were talking Oreo flavors yesterday or the day before, <laughs> uh, at some point Oreo put out soda-flavored Oreos. They did? <laughs> Hmm. I guess. This doesn't say when. It says Oreo, which usually has 20 different flavors in rotation at a time. 20 uses the minty experimental varieties as a marketing tactic to boost sales of the original. So limeade or but cherry cola Oreos are a yeah. thing or oh, were a that's... thing. Well, are they, I guess, not a thing anymore because that was a big fail. Uh, this Museum of Failure, it says a lot of um, the... The museum displays feature products from brands with national recognition like Levi's, Facebook, and ESPN. The underlying theme being these are companies that achieved great success that didn't make them immune to failure. But right. one phenomenon can't exist without the other. So the Muse Museum of Failure is in New York right now. There's also a picture. Remember, like, squirt peanut butter and squirt jelly? Yeah, that was but, you awful. Know, that's lazy. Yeah. That's, this, know, there is a lazy. picture. I guess at some point, uh, Heinz or somebody made squirt. Uh, what is this? Squirt. Well, this says ketchup, but it's in a purple thing. Like it looks like it would be jelly, but it says ketchup. 
why would but, it be in a purple uh, thing? There is squirt. There is kind of squirt ketchup, though. It it doesn't look the same anymore, but there is ketchup that you turn upside down. Yeah, that's, that's all, all we use too. It's it's the bomb. That's not. A it's failure. mustard. It's Miracle Whip. It's all. It's all in yep. a little squeeze bottle thingy. But I just think the museum of failure is. is is funny. There's also a hula chair that says it's a gyrating contraption meant to build the abdominal muscles. Imagine working from home like this. Someone joked as the chair Imagine swung not. her in circles. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> oh, no, right. Not, I'll pass on that deal. <laughs> You know, I, I have gotten into the habit because I have the TV up here on uh, CNBC. And at night, I'll turn it back on. And I never was a fan of shows like this. But Shark Tank is can yeah. really you know suck you into watching it. Yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> I've seen it. It's, um, um, they have Mark Cuban, who is a billionaire. He owns the Mavericks in Dallas. And they have three or four or five other people that are rich and they invest and they're um, they're just experts in various kinds of uh, finance and they own this that and the other and so people come out and some of them are way way dorky and have no shot and some of them have a really decent idea for a product that they've already invested in and they're trying to up the game and get one of the sharks to invest more money in them for a percentage mm -hmm. of the product. Mm -hmm. And it really is kind of fun to watch. Um, I'm not sure how many they do and how often they shoot this, but it's been on now for at least 10, 15 years. And they bring in uh, guest sharks. And so the people come out and pitch everything from various kinds of clothing to spices to, I mean, just, just imagine anything. Yeah. And, and, um, more often than not, there is one person on the panel who will offer them a half million bucks for a 20% stake in the equipment because they, they think, oh my, this this guy is really onto something. But I've never seen in a store or any place advertised, this is this came from um, you know Shark Tank. So I don't know how much success they have with them after they're purchased by somebody else and they get even bigger. But, but some of this stuff is really smart and it's good yeah. and um, they invest well, in it and it makes it a pretty big deal for these people. Yeah. I, I, I've seen it a few times and my kid likes it. And he, the, the, the other day it's, he brought up something that he was explaining and we were like, golly, that's smart and pretty cool. And he goes, yeah, it was on shark tank and now it's a thing, but also, and, but I don't, I wish I could remember what product it was, but remember when the three of us were talking about some kind of bird feeder that takes pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, that was yeah. on Shark Tank, and that's a thing. That's oh, the yeah. only product I can think of, but, but that's a thing now. And dang it, I want to buy one. Because huh. it, ta it takes their picture when they're on it or something. Because you can't take yeah. a picture of a damn bird that you no, like that's, that's close up. That's close up. <laughs> uh, we, get, we get some, I can't. some here, but... Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really that's a that's a pretty cool little thing. All right, there you go. Uh, more in a moment. This is Drake Digital. All right, back to some more stuff that is not really uh, newsy or anything at all. It's these are usually funny, funny things that kids call stuff. Were these tweets or something from somebody? Mm -hmm. These are tweets from people. Okay. It says this one says, 
My four-year-old told me they had butt cakes after lunch today, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was butt cakes, big old cupcakes with icing. Oh, bunt cakes. You had bunt cakes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> butt cakes. Close enough. Uh, let's see. That one's not funny. My five-year-old just referred to the drink menu as a beer magazine, and that's what I'm calling it from now on. <laughs> I like that. The yeah, wine list is a beer magazine, yeah. Wine magazine. Yeah. Um, my eight-year-old keeps referring to the Statue of Puberty instead of the Statue of Liberty, and I'll never call it anything else ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. This is from Melvin of York. When my daughter was four, she tried to say she had the heebie-jeebies, but it came out Hebrew bee-jeebies, <laughs> and that's how it's been pronounced in my house for the last ten years. Anti-Semitism. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Yeah, I want to. I, I want to hear that band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, my eight-year-old son just asked me what it meant when women were on their pyramids. I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, you, don't, you don't know. This mom says, my daughter called the first, pres- first president George Washing Machine. And if anyone corrects her, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, oh, my five-year-old called a QR code a scan square. And now I'm asking myself, why do they even call it a QR code? Exactly. <laughs> pretty, I like that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this one from Andy says, I've ju- I just heard a four-year-old call Ferraro Rocher's, or however you say the chocolate, chocolate meatballs, and I can never go back. <laughs> I like his better, yeah. <laughs> Those round yeah. things, yeah. yeah. They're so good. Um, my, fi- my five-year-old would like to wish you all a happy balance time day. Instead of Valentine's. Balance time. I liked it even better. Okay, good. Uh, My (laughs) seven-year-old, my seven-year-old has been calling Bit as Tit since since she was four. I'll correct her at some point, but now I'm just laughing when she says, may I have a tit of ketchup? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. One more. Uh, My six-year-old couldn't remember the term room temperature. So she just called it house weather. How perfect is that? That's pretty good. House weather. That's pretty dang good. Uh, what else do I have here? I have some headlines from The Onion. I'll just give them away. Uh, man intending to just take a quick half hour nap. Actually, he just by accident dies in his sleep. Whoops. <laughs> Bummer. God. Oh, that's not even that funny. Uh, that's sleep apnea will kill your ass. There you go. Uh, yeah. You know, if you've watched the news, you know that they are rioting in France because of the raising of the retirement age to 64 years old. If you know anything about the culture of the French and the Europeans in general, is that they, um, I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but they are less than aggressive in their desire to work, let's say. Mondays... Uh, in Paris and all of France is pretty much a holiday. They just don't even show up. They're off on Friday and they come back to work begrudgingly on Tuesday. Um, They take two-hour lunches and drink. Uh, It's just this entirely different approach to work and life than we have, which is why they're probably much happier and about half juiced all the time because they don't they don't want to work they want to drink wine and uh, enjoy their lives. Um, uh, 
some would call them, I guess, you know, lazy and just whatever, but they're, they're supremely angered by the new idea to raise the, the uh, retirement age, I assume in the interest of economic needs, and they're rioting and burning fires and shit and going, going nuts. And Wes, you saw a picture of them someplace. Yeah, there's and uh, cafes with yeah, as, the as, ones, the as ones fires that, burned behind yeah, them. The ones that aren't busy rioting are just there. yeah they're out in the evening out for the evening with some friends at an outdoor cafe having their wine and there's a fire like 15 feet away but eh, whatever. <laughs> Bring on some uh, more this coffee. reports. Uh, 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 these French protests can only mean something crazy happened with the way M and M's were being marketed over there. So I, I don't know if that's appropriate or even accurate. Uh, oh, there's so much stuff here, but it requires more time than I wish to put into it at this time. So we'll save them for, for, for down the road. Cause there's always something funny on here and uh, usually pretty accurate. Let's see what Wesley has dug up here and, and, and uh, affirmation how do you define an affirmation? It's like a profound statement of some kind, or you're you like looking in the mirror. You're good enough. You're nice enough. <laughs> Dog on it, people. Like <laughs> you. Just trying to psych yourself up to face the day. Oh, good old Al Franken. All yes. right, what do you have? I've got disappointing affirmations. This okay. is <laughs> these are all taken from this Instagram account created by this guy named Dave Ternowski. Uh, who he said he was tired of rainbows and butterflies, everything's going to be okay mantras. And he's not trying to bring people down. He's trying to depict struggles, he says, with mental health in a raw and a real way. Wants to point out that we all have feelings. You shouldn't have to pretend otherwise. And it's better to deal with them honestly than overwhelm yourself with positive vibes only bullshit all day. Yep. So that's why he Good created more. these disappointing affirmations like this one. Do something nice for someone today. Leave them alone. Life is hard enough without your bullshit. <laughs> That's not wrong. Check. This next one. Stop worrying about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people? They're awful. <laughs> That's also not wrong. Hell is other people. Yes, great, great quote. Another one yeah. is, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. That's a job for your insecurities. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Disappointed? That's what you get for expecting things. <laughs> well, also not untrue. More disappointing affirmations. The only person you can truly rely on is you. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Another dead on Another observation. One? Yes. No one is coming to save you. You are the adult. I am so sorry. Yeah, boy, isn't that the truth? Oh, God, Have a sucks. meltdown as a treat. Yeah. As a treat, treat yourself to a meltdown. You deserve it. <sighs> More of these disappointing affirmations. Let go of what doesn't serve you, like your standards. I mean, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> you are not alone. People are literally everywhere with their stupid problems and shitty attitudes. You only wish you were alone. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. I, I know. I want to comment. Right. Another one of his disappointing affirmations, stop paying so much attention to what other people say. Most people are fucking idiots. Well, there's that. Ding, ding, yep. ding, ding, ding. Uh, let's see a few more here. Why do something right away when you can wait until it gives you a panic attack? 
He's got one that I thought was out of. He's got one that I thought was out of place at first because it's "Don't give up," but actually it's "Don't give up." Don't give up. That's great. I've seen that on a shirt before. I think. Yeah, yeah. Another of his disappointing yeah. affirmations today: I am only saying yes to things that spark joy, like saying no. <laughs> These are all great. <laughs> I love I this guy, whoever he is. Uh, every failure is a success when you self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. <laughs> and everyone it's, does that. Fear of failure. No, fear. It's the fear of uh, success. That's what success. it is. Sabotage yourself. It's never too late to change, so just wait until you absolutely have to. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and his uh, name again is what? Who's this, this guy? This guy's name is Dave. I guess his last name. Dave Tarnowski. Tarnowski. I like Dave. Yeah. I'm like finding Dave. him on Instagram so we can be his friend. <laughs> yes. Always remember, whenever someone asks how you are, just make up a lie. Like, I'm good. No one wants to hear about your problems. Nope. That's yeah. a fact. Just say, yeah, yeah, I'm great, man. Let's see. Prioritize prioritize your mental health. Schedule your meltdowns in advance. Like for a treat, <laughs> like we said earlier. And then one more, the last of Dave's disappointing affirmations on this list. One day you will die. Until then, you'll just have to settle for being dead inside. Wow. <laughs> what a nice, positive thought. Well, yeah, that reminds point, me though. of, there's a... Um, there are a, a couple of... I just saw a movie that had a character that did this. But in broadcast news, one of the best movies uh, of the past, I don't know how many how many years, um, uh, William Hurt and Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a TV news a national broadcast. And she um, she's so good in this, as she is in all that she does. But she is a producer of a nightly newscast, and she's... Um, under pressure and uh, they're bringing in a new anchor who is William Hurt and but every day in her stressful life uh, she takes about 10 minutes out of her day and she goes someplace to the beach or to her hotel room and she sits and makes herself sob uncontrollably it's a daily thing that she does just to get it out she just makes hmm. herself cry it all out. And it's it's meant to be funny, but it's kind of not and kind of is. But every day, that's her routine. Sit someplace and sob until you feel better. That's a gift to be able to, you know, make yourself do that on cue. Oh, God. And yeah. get it out. I, yeah. And just make it look get real. it out. Yeah. And she she's so good. Broadcast News. What a great film. All right, mm-hmm. thank you, Wesley. Uh, more coming up. This is Drake Digital. Sid has some pieces about brains. Uh, the first one is about cats. I don't know how they even determine this, but cats these days have smaller brains. I don't know what this means. Explain. I didn't. This caught my eye because I've had cat. You have cats. I don't know if Wes ever has, but I've had cats since I was little because we had the grandmother rosie the uh the her daughter sambo and her son thomas and anyway the two females would just we, back in the day when i was little and their cats weren't just running the streets too much we would let them have kittens and find homes find good homes for them as maybe you did i don't know or but put as them in cats, a bag and drown them yeah no stop stop that 
As cats have become domesticated, their brains have shrunk, a new study confirms. Uh, Lack of use and they're too comfortable or just well, lazy or what? Yeah, they researchers compared the size of craniums, an indicator of brain size that says, this says, between domestic cats and wild cats from Europe and Africa, and now genetically confirmed to be the ancestral species that domestic cats have slowly been, from which domestic cats have slowly been evolving. I'm going to correct hmm. the story because the English is incorrect. They looked at hybrids of wild and domestic cats, uh, finding that their brain sizes fell in between the measurements for the other two groups, another indication that it's the domestication that's leading to the changes. It says the the domestic cats have smaller cranial volumes, implying smaller brains, relative to both uh, European wild cats and wild ancestors of domestic cats, the African wild cats. Um, they found that, well, we don't. Okay, that doesn't matter. Cat brain size is something that they've been looking into since the 60s and 70s. And the trend nice of smaller... Job. That's God. so weird. The trend of smaller brains appearing in domesticated animals has been obs- also been observed in sheep, dogs, and rabbits. And it, it so they, they I say I think it that, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because I mean, if a cat yeah. lives in a house and is nice and comfy, never does a crossword puzzle, never reads never tries to expand their horizons. All they do is eat shit and sleep. Their brain goes dormant. They're tame. That would be my observation. They yeah. They do nothing they, but, but just sleep. They have no challenges and therefore their brain goes goes numb and dull and gets littler. Yeah, like I mean they're 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 tame. It leads it says it it leads to the production of fewer fewer neural crest cells in animals linked to excitability and fear, and that in turn could feasibly lead to changes in stress response brain size and overall body morphology, it says. So your cat might not be dumb, but their brain is smaller. As they've become domesticated, they have gotten smaller because yeah, they don't have to do as much as they're yeah. kind of and leading toward. And the same thing applies to humans. Think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, there have never, <laughs> there, there has never been a time. Well, the world's population has grown immensely, uh, therefore uh, providing a space for a lot more stupid people. And boy, if you can't see it, you're just not looking hard enough, because they're everywhere. Well, you are certainly <laughs> less likely to be, you know, attacked by a giant sloth these days if you're dumb. So. I'm not even sure what that means, but it's a good visual. They they used to wander the American continent, giant sloths, size of bears. Now they just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. So times have changed. I'm uh, wondering, um, but you know, because on the past, cats would live on farms and on ships, and they had a job to do and all that, and they're looking for their own food mice sources. And, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like we give you everything. Bitch, all they happy. do is. Just be I mean, lazy. We have, we have uh, two out of the three um, will come up here to my office once I'm done, and they lay in the same spot, and they'll lay here for five or six hours and sleep. That's all they do all day long. They don't watch TV. They don't do, 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 do anything. <laughs> they don't do They just lay puzzles. here and sleep. <laughs> they need to read and expand their horizons, but they'd rather sleep. 
which is, but that's so much like me that I, uh, you know, I can't, <laughs> I just can't argue the fact. They don't have any reason to use their brain. They know where the food is and where the box is to poop. So that's yep. all they need to do. I think one time uh, and also, I, what? I think, I think one time I read that cats need 12 hours of sleep a day or something crazy or 14. Oh, I believe or, it. Something crazy. It. They just maybe not need, but that's just how cats are. So it's not that yep. they're. It's not that they're, they're being lazy sleeping all day. That's how they are. Um, so on the brain note, what is the thing? Uh, the eight things that brain doctors do when they have headaches. This is. This should be interesting. Yeah. This uh, this I thought was 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 uh, interesting to me anyway because my husband used to get migraines. And he would have to go to great lengths, like lie in the dark pitch black oh, yeah. closet on the floor with it's, no noise yep. for an I hour. I knew something like that. Yeah, it's a bad scene. And so the first thing is find a calming space. Uh, one of them says, if I have a headache, I rest or lie down as long as I can. Doesn't depend. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. But if it's quiet and dark, it, it, it helps. Uh, distract your mind, they say. If... Uh, if you taking a quick nap, if that's not always feasible, read or do something to distract your mind if you can. Figure out your triggers. Understanding understanding your headache triggers can serve as both a preventative and an in the moment approach to address pain. It might be hard to f- figure out, but if you can recognize what brings your headaches on, try to just you know try to figure it out. I guess so you can avoid. Um, a common headache trigger is sleep disturbances, too, it says. Hmm. I knew so, a guy that um, these would hit him out of nowhere for no reason in the hmm. in the middle part of the day at the office. And he would have to eat a handful of Valium and go into a room Ooh, that was yeah. dark and lay down. For, 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 I mean, it's just, it just paralyzes you. Yeah. Uh, and that's, people, that's yeah. no fun at all, man. It does say sleep. Try to stick to a constant sleep schedule. Yeah, good luck I mean, with that. Mis- it's a misconception that headaches are caused by sleep deprivation, but it does say try to stick to a constant sleep schedule. Get hydrated as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, when you have a headache or migraine, just start drinking water or something. Yeah, headaches are caused by that. Yeah, by and we've all heard this. Try- water. Mm-hmm. Try drinking a little coffee too, because caffeine can be actually be a remedy for headaches I heard, i've heard from a nurse friend years ago it take because i was like why caffeine it takes pressure off of your brain somehow it 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 inflammation causes, causes headaches and stuff sometimes mm-hmm. so it, the caffeine causes blood vessels to narrow and restrict uh yeah. blood flow around the brain um which can relieve pain eat smaller meals throughout the day i've never heard that to, yeah, for for yeah. headaches i've never heard that uh, but it's because low blood blood sugar may exacerbate headache yeah. pain, yeah, along with sense. migraine symptoms. Uh, take pain relievers when necessary. Well, yeah. Um, remember that. Remember that some factors are out of your control. Is the last thing, which kind of sucks. But thanks. Thanks. It, I mean, in other words, it could be genetics that you're getting headaches. I've never had that issue, and I thank goodness for that. Me neither. Just, yeah. Because I mean, this this you know knocks people out out. I mean, it's just you know it, it's just paralyzing. So hopefully those tips will help you if you have the headaches. Uh, mm-hmm. Wesley, entertain us. Well, let's stay on the subject of don't brain sing or anything, do but yeah. <laughs> well, Wes sing. 
<laughs> Let's stay on the subject of brains, but twist it around to people who are lacking in the uh, qualities thereof. How about oh, that? Oh, God. Yeah. This, I got this story of a mom named Emily Vondi who was having a problem with her insurance company, like a lot of people do. Her uh, uh, pediatrician, her child's pediatrician, obviously, was calling her about her middle child, saying that they need to uh, get something set right to so that they can get this claim put in. And they say they need to check the uh, birth date. And she goes, well, no, my son's birthday is the 26th. My middle child was born on the 26th. I'm his mother, I know. The insurance company told us, no, his birthday is the 25th. And so the pediatrician was trying to get this all sorted out. She goes, no, it's the 26th. They've got it wrong. I'm going to call them oh, and give Jesus. them a piece of my mind. But before I do, uh, before she did that, she went on Facebook and checked her birth announcement just to be sure. Because Facebook is, I guess, the official record for this, at least for her. Yeah. And she goes and checks, and yeah, his birthday's on the 25th. Doesn't say how old he is, but it's been a few years that she's been making this mistake, celebrating his birthday on the 26th. It's so... Nice. God almighty. And she says, and it's worse that it's her middle child, typically the child that feels the most ignored, so... She's going to make that's a, obviously uh, true, bitch. I, yeah. I guess so. Too busy to remember the kid's birthday. Someone was that's reading this and, and commented, as a middle child, I'm questioning everything I know about my birthday now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, life now, wait, is so Drake, crazy, you... and there is so much crap in your, you know, in your, in your brain. There are some times that I um, look at the date and. Something triggers a thought that I am missing something. But I know when my anniversary is with my wife. I know her birthday. Um, I know my dad's birthday. My stepmom's birthday. Uh, my two boys have the same birthday. Same time. Which is but, Sunday. Uh, and so that's... Oh, yeah, it is. That Coming eases up. that. But I have one of those, one of those bunches... Where the wife's birthday is in December, a week before Christmas, then the boys have their birthday, then it's Valentine's Day, and then there's birthdays, stepmother and daughter-in-law in April. It, it's just hard to keep up with, with, with all this shit, but you should know when your kid's birthday is. Jeez. Now, we, we, and if you ever forget your wife's, shh, just ask me because it's eight days before mine. Um, do, yeah, now I, you... well, um, I use it um, <laughs> on some credit card as the PIN number. So I... Um, Don't say that out so, loud. Um, Somebody might hack no. something. Um, eight, 817. So come steal my card and take all the money. <laughs> yeah. no, now no you, you have siblings. I don't know if you were in the middle, but did you ever feel like a no, left I'm out middle oldest. child? Oh, you're no. the old. You're the oldest. I, I was the oldest and the most important and the and the most special. <laughs> and the first and the best. Yes. Well, and my little sister though came <laughs> along a lot later, and so she inched up a little bit towards being almost as awesome as I am, and she probably is awesomer because she really is. See, that's that's what I say to my younger brother because well, I have a I, I say younger because I have an older half brother, but he's a half, but I still call him my brother. But my I used to say, mom. Mom, uh, mom stopped at you because she wanted another one of me because I was so great, and then she messed up it and had you, and so she stopped. But he says the other way around. He says, "No, you suck," and she was so she wanted to try for a better one, so she had me. That so makes more I sense. To beat me. him up yeah. when we were little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, 
this is Drake Digital. Uh, Wes, mm-hmm. what is this story about, about, <laughs> about the uh, turntable? I like this concept. A handy turntable in a driveway. This story opens up uh, telling about an ad for an Irish company named Driveway Turntables. And this woman walks out to her car, which is parked where she had to pull into her very tiny courtyard right off the road. And so the front of the car is closer to the house. She hits a button and a turntable built into the courtyard, the driveway, starts to turn and turns her car to where it's facing out. What? So, oh, yeah. cool. So, so that way she doesn't have to back out of her tiny courtyard onto a road that she can't see very well because of the fence around her courtyard. So, so if you've got a really small driveway that goes into a road, then this is would be perfect for you because you, you drive in, you're facing forward, and then the next morning you hit the button, the turntable built into your driveway turns your car to face the other way, and you just pull right out without having to back up anywhere. Like well, an electric, really electric lazy Susan. It, yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so how did she park before she had this little gizmo? With great difficulty, apparently. Yeah, sounds like it. Huh. Yeah, but this there's this company, they, they will do the whole thing. They will check the utilities to make sure there's not any lines where they need to dig under your driveway. They will put in this thing. It's a 100% solid, thick steel, galvanized, and... Uh, they talk about what the motor is, but they do the whole deal, and it says the prices start as low as eight thousand euros, supplied and mm. installed. Gosh, yeah, I'm gonna get two of those today. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, wouldn't that be useful though for you? You, know, you instead of having to back up out of that slopey driveway you've got yeah. to just to pull forward and see everything. Well, better? I hate there, backing out of your driveway. I mean, I used to park, you know, um, you know, stealth parking. I would just just always back it in. Yeah, um, yeah. action parking. But I stopped that. Um, anybody who has a newer car that has one of those backup cameras on it mm-hmm. uh, knows how important they can be mm-hmm. in a parking lot especially. And if you're not paying attention especially, which many people aren't. The problem is when I uh, drive my old truck sometimes, it doesn't have that. And I forget about it. Now, that could be a real problem yep. because this thing beeps yep. if you're anywhere near a curb or a car or if a car is you know, coming up the road on either side of you, it beeps. It also has a map and just shows you exactly at what point you are in the driveway so you can pay attention and not be a, you know, not, not be a dope and yeah. end up in the front yard like I have before. <laughs> uh, but um, if you're accustomed to that, and drive a different car, you don't have that, even though your mind thinks you do, which can really be dangerous if you're not paying attention, which is sometimes one of my issues. But yeah, kinda this like turntable a, thing sounds pretty cool. Kind of like um, one time when my husband was thinking he was driving his FJ Cruiser, which is a stick, and he was really driving my car, and he thought there was a clutch and ran into the house. <laughs> Actually, he ran into he ran into the flower pot this was at our old house. He ran into the flower pot that was between the two garages, which then ran into the house. No, no brick damage, but flower pot damage. Thanks. So this is this is is the uh, the uh, same man who has run over two phones and the house. I no, feel he hasn't so run much over. better knowing that he is as much of an f tard as I am. Uh, he hasn't run over the phones, but he's left them on cars to fly off by themselves. 
I've yeah. done that with wallets and telephones. Gosh yeah. almighty. But I learned to pay attention. And I guess I quit smoking dope enough to you know, not be <laughs> just totally out of it. So uh, speaking of getting high and, you know, who doesn't need to be high on something? Maybe life is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your choice. Alcohol, uh-huh, my, uh, <laughs> alcohol is often the bad guy in surveys about, well, your health. Um, and they say that smoking dope a lot um, can might it might lead to you being schizophrenic, uh, which I don't know. What, I don't know about that. Um, but booze and stuff uh, increases cancer situations. I think that is that's one study, and I don't believe a lot of this crap. But uh, this one is about if you have a cardiovascular condition. Uh, Sid and I have both experienced the great joy of having heart ablations. And that is when your heart rate gets out of whack. And my situation was pretty extreme and freaked me out. I thought I had a really bad case of bronchitis. I couldn't breathe. Uh, And this went on for two or three or four months. And I finally went to a real doctor and got it checked out. And they have to go in and they knock you flat out for like five hours and go up through your groin uh, with a video game, you know, mouse or two, and these computers, and they freeze and or burn your heart rate back into the way that it ought to be. Mm-hmm. So I had one of those done, and that was a real treat. And then six months later, had to do it again in a you know shorter version. So Sid had that too. And um, so you wonder about things like that. But mine's been eight, nine years ago, and it's, So this thing suggests that anybody that has any kind of a heart issue, and there are some that are extreme, and compared to having stents and bad issues, this heart ablation was not on the, you know, on the list of really bad things. They can Mm -hmm. fix it, and you're cool, and it isn't that bad. Although at the time, it's bad enough, as I recall. Oh, God. So they're saying that um, light to moderate alcohol consumption every day. Um, a bottle of wine or a six-pack of beer offers a layer of protection for those who've already had heart issues Sweet. from heart attacks or strokes, which we have <laughs> not had. Um, so there's your green light, Sid. Drink that that uh, the, that uh, garbage you drink all day long, and you're fine. I Natty am comforted. And uh, my garbage, that Mick Ultra, which is like drinking you know beer-flavored water, you know, 10, 12 it of those, is. 15, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you're fine. Um, one day a week is how I roll, but uh, drink up. You're fine. Um, they tracked 48,000 people with heart attack and stroke, which I think if I had one of those, I'd have to just cut out everything. Ooh. But um, um, a gram, uh, uh, eight grams of booze a day, lower desk. That's not even like one beer, is it? Why even bother? Just buy a, 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 a pint of Jim Beam and drink it and grow up. Um, but anyway, this is a tale that is unlike many would say, don't drink, it'll mess up your heart and you, you'll have cancer, whatever. I'll take my chances. How about that? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm comfortable. And uh, Sid does too, almost every day, I think. So not She every, walks not, in the heat, not. then chugs a, a 12-pack not. of Natty Light, and she's good. No, no. I'm not to that point yet. 
Um, oh, it's there's but, still plenty of time, huh? But you know, uh, I'm sure they mean like heavy, heavy, heavy drinking. Don't do it because that it's not good for anything. It's even even heart patients. But I did have heart attacks, not knowing that they were heart attacks. But over the course of, I guess the first one was in like '98 until 2012 when I had my. I never knew it. I never knew. And it. didn't know they were heart attacks. I mean, I I probably had four or so. And um, they always thought my problem was a valve, which there is. I do have that problem too. But then, and in, and, yeah. And but in 2012, the ER the, that I happened to go to, the, the doctor was, that was there at the time, said, "You've been going to a plumber. You need an electrician." <laughs> and that's how we put it because you know, you're, yeah. there's you know, I mean, that's it's how it was beating. So yes, the ablation. I mean, it was a. It's amazing what they can do now. But I've been it, knock it on wood. I've been good ever since. Yeah, because and I'm guessing about 20 years ago, uh, they had to crack your chest open, mm-hmm. and that is not what you want to do. Uh, in this day and time, with the advances that they've made, if you have a stent in your heart, uh, cause a blockage, they can do it in your wrist, and they run it up through your wrist to your chest and fix it. Uh, now mine was through my, the uh, both sides of my groin area, mm-hmm. and they cut you open after they've you know shaved you down like a you know fr- like a like a monkey, <laughs> and that isn't at all embarrassing. That's a whole different story for another day, but holy vey, that was awful. And it, and then they <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. I thought I had shit. Well, never mind. This chick comes into the room at like four o'clock in the morning before the surgery. I'm trying to sleep, and she said, "She said I'm over here at at the Baptist Hospital down here, and uh, she says um, I'm here to shave you." <laughs> I said, "I I shaved my neck and my cheeks this morning. I think I'm good." She said, "No, you're growing." <laughs> I'm growing. No, you're growing. Oh, how fun! How fun! So I had to stare at the ceiling and try to leave my body. As this young lady had to shave my cods and the area around it, a moment I wish I had never brought up. Are we on the air? Um, Still, yes. And then they go in there and they cut you and put these tubes up in your heart and then move stuff around and they then, then it's all fixed. It's so crazy. But when I first, first I met you, you didn't drink coffee. Because you were afraid to get your heart rate up. I was afraid, although the doc, my doctor at the time, way back then, who said you need to walk 30 minutes a day, it doesn't have to be fast, but it needs to be 30 minutes. He said coffee is not affecting and caffeine is not affecting what you're going through. But I've just never been a big coffee drinker anyway. If I have three cups, I'm like shaking. I oh, mean, yeah, I have yeah, like yeah. one cup a day, you know? So. Well, you're already pretty wired up naturally, so. Um, kind of. Yeah, well. I would say stick with a beer in the morning until bedtime. It doesn't matter anymore. Back in a moment, this is Drake Digital. All right, let's run through some stupid people, dumbasses of the day. I love the guy that tried to give a police officer a get-out-of-jail-free card. He's he's either got to be really drunk or really stupid. Um, I'm guessing both. It happened in Florida, too, I'm going to guess. No, this happened in Minnesota. Shock. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sheriff's County in uh, Chisago County, if I'm saying that right. He was pulled over for uh, just 
Uh, it doesn't say what, just some random thing, you know, brake lights out speeding, went through a red light or something. When asked for his driver's license, the driver handed over the license along with the Monopoly get out of jail free card. <laughs> the, was he a wise ass or just stupid? It, they don't, there's not a record of uh, recording of this. There's just the uh, state of Minnesota police department or the the uh, sheriffs there said that they do not recognize that as a valid document the uh points really? for effort and <laughs> yes, humor though and they put a laughing emoji there and uh, there's a picture of the card though and then it's one of the real old ones it's a different color than what you get in a contemporary monopoly set and someone points out how long have they been holding on to that card they don't even make them in that color anymore <laughs> Probably Someone else said I would. But it still was pretty funny, though. I, I would laugh if they had a wallet full of Monopoly money to pay their fines. Someone else. <laughs> yeah, said, that uh, but yeah, isn't going to happen. Yeah. The sheriff's uh, office did not elaborate on what the driver was stopped for and if they were ever at a risk for being put in jail. And maybe he was just you know being you know lighthearted about the whole thing because he did hand over his license and they didn't say he was drunk. So yeah, because the not police are just full of laughs. They really want to want to fuck with shit like that so yeah. um, d don't be a wise guy with the police they have enough to worry about it's unnecessary how about the moron that uh was arrested and charged and then an hour later he what happened here this happened in this outside st Clair, missouri right outside st louis this guy had been served a protection order he was just continually bothering this one person and they were called in a, less than an hour later. And so at 1.20, they're called in for a violation of the protection order. They talk to the suspect, a guy named James, uh, and he says he hadn't been served with it. And they checked, and he hadn't been at that point. So they served him the order then and there at 1.20, probably 1.30 or so, and told him, you've got to leave this business. You've been issued an order of protection to stay away from it. You can't come here anymore. Don't return. Well, he did about a half hour later. And he was uh, cursing at the uh, people there on the, uh, from the business parking lot, sending threatening text messages there, and was they called the police, and he was found right there, and uh, he has been arrested again and taken to jail now. Man. Way to go. He, it Just does not sink uh, in. Yeah. You know, I um, a number of, of uh, TV shows and movies the past couple of years have uh, one of the plot lines, and I guess that on Dateline and shows like that, all the true crime stuff, are people that are killing their spouses, and they use various methods. And some, I, you know, some people just don't ever get get uh, caught because they're smart enough to figure this out. If that's the case, not to encourage you to try that because it's, well, it's illegal and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, wife found guilty of murdering husband with poisoned cookies. Ah. Now, I mentioned, mm. and we looked up last week, there's a plant that is grown. Uh, it's, it's a pretty blue plant. And I saw this in the TV show. Uh, uh, it was Jenny and Georgia. And somebody else grew the same, was it? I can't think it, it was a B word, but it was some kind I of a flower. I can't think what it's called. Yeah, like a purple or uh, blue flower. That when it um, is, you know, ground up and put in a smoothie or a drink, it'll kill you. Now, this woman uh, had the intent. 
Um, I, her point wasn't to kill her husband, but that's how things worked out. Oh. This was in Australia. And she's accused um, of going to jail for life for fatally poisoning her husband in 2020 by lacing his cookies with sleeping pills. Oh now, I don't know how many it would take or what kind it was, but they lived in uh, Victoria in Australia. And he was abusive to her, um, says her. Uh, and in a TV show called A Current Affair, this brings attention to the case two weeks after she was found guilty. Neighbors allege there was violence in the home and that she was drugging her husband because she wanted out of the marriage but wanted him just to go to sleep and leave her alone. Well, that's a, that worked out, I guess, for a bit until she used too many pills and he got sleepy and went to bed. This time, he never woke up. So she found him with no pulse. She panicked, didn't try to call the police for help, wrapped him in a blanket, taped uh. it up with duct tape, and put it in a big freezer. And then she pulled it out into her neighbor's yard the next day. And it's just sitting there in the backyard. The neighbor, of course, opens the lid and finds dead dude inside of it. Oops. So she has been found guilty. Um, the abuse and violence, I guess, did not deter them from putting her ass in jail for life. And he had even uh, somehow given her a brain injury over time. Hmm. But she is still oh. going to jail because she killed his ass. And you can't poison your husband and kill him. You might want to, uh, but it, it it's illegal even in Australia. That's and so who, weird who that she ever pulls, thought that. pulls the freezer out into the I know. Her, her neighbor's yard? What did it's she like think she, was going to happen? She wanted to get caught, it seems to me. It, I, uh, but she felt guilty, but there are other ways to go about that. But maybe she didn't give those much thought. Oh, my. We talked the other day about uh, Apple Plus TV and how these services seem to go in spurts. Uh, for example, Hulu last year had a rash of shows, three or four that were just, uh, I mean, great. And you'll watch all of them for a while. Then Amazon Prime will go on a tear. And they've had Daisy Jones and The Six and The Consultant and Hunters of late, which were all just uh, fantastic. And Apple Plus, um, at, they got off to a slow start. And the only hit they had, the only show they had was The Morning Show. Jennifer Aniston and some other, and I, I have never watched it and never had any interest whatsoever. But I, but I wonder now, um, as, as good as the things they are churning out are, I can't believe that somebody isn't trying to hire away whoever is doing this work. Um, uh, Ted Lasso. The third, the, their uh, third season and and uh, last season has been on now for the past three weeks. And last night's show was really good. They're they're back in form. And the other show that I've been watching and cannot stop watching, and I'm going to be sad when it's over with. It caught me entirely off guard. It's called Shrinking, and it stars um, 
uh, Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. And the other cast members, um, uh, Ford and Siegel both play therapists. And the other lady that is one of the stars is a therapist as well. And the other characters are uh, on display prominently in this ensemble, this, this um, um, ensemble cast that is, it's just breathtaking in the dialogue and the writing and how funny this show is, especially Harrison Ford who you'd never think of as being funny. But of all the people in the show, the guy, he is so good with his comic timing. Uh, he plays, an, he's, he's uh, 73 in the show, and he has Parkinson's. And he's the most sarcastic and curmudgeonly dude you've ever seen. But the lines and the writing are so, it's just a great show. And I don't want it to be over. And then this show premiered last night, and we discussed this, I believe, yesterday. The actor Chris O'Dowd, if you saw his face, you would know who he is. He's been in, he was in uh, Bridesmaids. He was in the uh, film St. Vincent with Bill Murray. He's played a bad guy in some stuff, but he is an Irish actor. And this show came on, and they released three episodes last night. And it's called The Big Door Prize. And I read some reviews of it that were a little bit hard to understand as to what it was. And anytime the word, you know, or the phrase sci-fi comes up, I start to, I'm getting a little tired of all the time traveling in the back. It's, there's, a, there's a rash of shows about that. And some of them work and some of them don't. This uh, is based upon a book by M.O. Walsh. And the novel came out in 20 and 20, 2020. And you're not sure what it is at first. And then as you watch, and the cast is just phenomenal, but he's the one that uh, stands out. The headline says, uh, the, the Big Door Prize Review, uh, that it says that O'Dowd's uh, comic timing is immaculate in this beautifully light sci-fi. As you watch it, you never really think of it as a science fiction show because hmm. of the way it's done. It's done by the guy that was the main writer on Schitt's Creek, which should give you some idea that the guy is capable of doing uh, a comedy with drama and other highlights of uh, people's lives, their emotions, and uh, just just everyday life. It's set in a small town. And the gist of it is that there is a grocery store in the town, a general store. And one day, um, no one knows how this machine got in there, but it appears to be a video game kind of machine. It's called Morpho. And you put in your quarters and it asks you for your social and you type that in mm. and it asks you for your handprints and you put those down on the machine. Then it calculates those numbers that the government, how they ID you and your handprints. Now that hasn't come into play yet, 
but you're giving a great bit of your own, you know, personal info mm -hmm. to this yeah. machine. And then it takes that and spits out a card, a small blue card and an envelope with one word on it. And the word is supposed to suggest what your potential in life is or what you should be doing. Uh -huh. And it's, it's really hard to describe. Sometimes it is exactly dead on the money. In the opening scene, O'Dowd is turning 40 years old. And he's a teacher at a high school and his big ability is that he knows how to whistle really well. <laughs> Pretty simple. And this will this really won't, you know, be any kind of a spoiler. But he gets his done and it spits out that he will be a teacher and a whistler. So his is right on the money. But everybody else gets something that may indicate what is in store for them. And sometimes it's frightening and sometimes it's a comfort and it's, 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 it's encouraging. They had three episodes in the town of uh, Deerfield and no one knows how the machine got there and everybody is lining up to get their little card out that expresses what their life potential is. And it's not ever creepy. It's not ever, uh, it's, they keep it um, very unsci-fi on purpose. But I'm telling you, it, uh, it is a captivating thing to watch. The book, I, it suggests, follows it pretty carefully. And um, Sid mentioned that this guy wrote a book that I read, I think, some years ago, because the cover is familiar. 2016, mm -hmm. a book called My Sunshine Away. M.O. Walsh is the author. But this show is on Apple Plus, and, and, and Apple is the cheapest, I think, of all these services. It's like about five ninety five a month. But I'm telling you, this show had me just enraptured. I, I, I hated for it to be over with. So if you want to, if you don't want to watch the final four this weekend, that's going to be on um, two games over the weekend, and the final game is on Monday night. Plus, it's baseball's opening day, and there are baseball games all weekend long. But if you're trying to find some TV to watch, uh, Apple Plus is on fire right now with Ted Lasso. Uh, if you don't laugh your brains out at shrinking, it would surprise me. And this new one, the Big Door Prize, is just great. And you'll love Chris O'Dowd. He's um, such a fine actor. And his timing and the entire cast around him. Apple has found a formula here that Netflix, I think, had at first. And may have kind of, uh, they have kind of wandered out of that lane. But Apple Plus is making some incredible um, TV shows and films and there it's just worth the money and the time so that is my best suggestion the big door prize shrinking i'll still pick it as the hit of the week for me uh, big door prize had three episodes ted lasso only does one a week and shrinking has already done their entire 10 so there's some good things for you to watch what are you guys into that you might want to say 
people watch this? Uh, I've, uh, I, as we've discussed, I've been getting through uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, yes. which I'm really enjoying. You don't uh, find it corny at all. It's not not a a a, a, a cliche about rock and roll. It's hard to explain, kind of. No, but there's a definite Fleetwood Mac vibe to that band. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Otherwise, I'm going through the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It's Star Wars. It's carrying on. It's the third season, I think, of this one, and it's shaping up really well. And there's a redemption arc story going on. Cool. Okay, love the we, redemption. We we watched. We finished Daisy Jones and the Six. Love it. I almost want to watch it again. Yeah. We the other night we watched. Sometimes we'll scroll and see. Okay, what music documentaries are out there or whatever you know. And there's one about the Grateful Dead. My husband's a big fan, and it's narrated by, uh, dang it, what's his name? Stop snoozing. Um, <laughs> what Bob Weir? Jerry Garcia. And yeah, from the grave. And and so I thought that was really interesting. Um, we are also rewatching with the 15 year old Breaking Bad. Maybe we're bad well, parents. He, he should learn about meth and how to sell it. And uh, and how bad it is. Might be a but, great so income we're, for So we're hooked on that once again. But um, but the ones that you've mentioned, I am interested in. Although I don't have Apple Plus, maybe I'll look into it. I'm I'll telling also... you, it is cheap. And I, and I swear to God, I, I've watched so much of this stuff the past. I guess that, that COVID kind of began it. Um, but the binge concept I thought was was just, was dumb, until I first found Ozark, and watched every one of those in about two days, and that set me off on this on this thing uh, about just. But that's why, as discussed here as well, that many of these uh, services have stopped stopped doing all the shows up at once, because you'll buy the service, watch the show, and then cancel it. And Amazon Prime, I think, was the one that began the, the concept of doing maybe two at once and then one a week. So you wouldn't be able to cancel it. And uh, Apple uh, uh, Plus has the same concept. Because um, Ted Lasso is, is so popular, only one a week. Now, for the big door prize, they did three. Uh, Succession on HBO is back. HBO Max, only one a week for that one, too. Um, so they're getting smarter as to how to hook you in and keep you for a while. But uh, Apple Plus is 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 inexpensive. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, season two of uh, Slow Horses with Gary Oldman, one of the best actors alive, came back for its second season, and it is fantastic. So there are many choices, <clears throat> and there's basketball, and there is baseball is back and spring is trying to spring and um, so there are many things to choose from so entertain yourself and uh, have a have a great weekend and uh, that's it this is Drake Digital